0: You're listening to For the Love of Dharma. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified dharma coaches in the world. I'm a spiritual and integrative life coach who specializes in nervous system regulation, rewiring the subconscious mind, and of course, finding your dharma. I'm a self-proclaimed personal development junkie who left my 20-year corporate career in 2021 without a plan, except to trust my intuition that it was the right time to go. I'm obsessed with helping more people expand their perspectives, step into their truth, and fall madly in love with their lives. You're in the right place if you're ready to uncover your passions, reclaim your radiance, discover your soul's calling, and step into the highest version of yourself while you learn to live life on your terms in a fun and authentic way. Welcome to this magical adventure where we'll ponder life's big questions together. Here we go. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. Understanding the brain and how it works so that I can process why we as humans do what we do has been a beautiful eye-opening experience. I've said this before, and I promise you that you'll hear me say this many times in the future, but 95 to 98% of every thought, behavior, and belief that you have is unconscious. Meaning you can't think your way through it. That is, of course, unless you understand how to access the parts of your brain where these things live bring them to the surface, and then allow them to be malleable so that you can have a shift. This is why we often stay stuck doing the same things over and over, looping in the same thoughts, and repeating the same behaviors. We try to consciously tell ourselves to do something different, to think differently, to act differently, to believe differently. But subconscious behaviors are not impacted by conscious thought. They are essentially automatic and happen without any effort from us. Our brains do their best to conserve energy and it looks for the path of least resistance. So we learned things from an experience or two or 10 when we were probably pretty young and our brains then created a super highway so that it never had to think about what happens between the stimulus and the response ever again. It's automatic. It's not that our brains are lazy but because at any given moment, there are millions of bits of information, it absolutely has to filter out almost all of that so that it doesn't explode. I mean, that's not the technical thing that happens, but our brains are only capable of processing five to seven bits of information, give or take two at any given moment. So it's not physically possible for it to pay attention to everything all the time. This is actually part of why distracted driving is so dangerous because people think they can juggle all the balls of talking and texting and driving and listening to the radio and paying attention to the GPS and all the things. But once your brain hits that threshold, whatever that is for you, something has to go because your brain can't handle all the things. I don't know about you, but I've heard the phrase mind over matter for a very large part of my life. And the more I learn about the brain, the more I learn that this is actually a myth, at least in the way that people use it. First of all, let's talk about how matter is actually energy, which is never in a permanent state. So it's always changing and moving. So to think of something as quote unquote matter or just the way things are, or that it's a solid is incorrect in the way that we have been taught to think about it. Matter is just energy and energy is meant to be transmuted. But okay, for the sake of moving on, when people use the term mind over matter, they are typically using it in the sense of using your mind to overcome something in the physical world. I often hear this when it comes to losing weight or working out. There's other times that it gets used, of course, but I'm just saying that this is always the first thing I think of, maybe in part because I actually have an active wear top that literally says the word mind. And then there is a line and under the line, it says the word matter. So it's literally the word mind over matter. Anywho, the idea behind it is that people are saying that you can just use your mind to change something. And While I actually do think this, I think the phrase is being misused and misunderstood. Because so much of everything in our lives originates from the unconscious, telling someone they can change their circumstances by shifting how they think about it leaves out a lot of steps. For instance, I've mentioned before, but when your nervous system, which includes your brain is dysregulated, then cognitive function does not work. Meaning your brain is not operating in a way that there are going to be lasting effects or change. So sticking with the weight loss example, if you are suddenly changing your diet only drinking water and working out two hours a day, your brain is going to go into survival mode and rational thinking is going to go away. Even though you know you aren't going to die, your brain doesn't know that. Remember, it's taking the path of least resistance, which in this case is that by changing all of your habits at once, your brain is going to shut down and go into survival mode. That's what it had to do years and years and years and years ago. This then also produces cortisol in your body, which elevates stress as well as causes you to hold on to belly fat specifically. It increases your heart rate, it can make you also have trouble sleeping. The point is that it's not just as easy as thinking differently. It's not just mind over matter. There is a massive brain and body connection that so many people are missing when they start down this path. And I was one of them being fully transparent. When I started down this spiritual journey of improving my life and law of attraction and your thoughts create your reality and all the things a really long time ago, I had no idea how involved the body was with all of this. I genuinely thought that I could think my way through any problem, any emotion, any habit. But back then, I don't think that there were too many people that were making that connection. I know there were some for sure. Louise Hay is the first one that comes to mind. Joe Dispenza is another one. But even today, I think this is a relatively new concept out there. Yes, you can absolutely 100% change your thoughts and behaviors. But the issue is that people think they can just think their way through it. And it just doesn't work that way. It has to come through regulating the nervous system first, which will then tell your brain that it's okay to make changes. And it will allow your brain to actually work in the way that you are intending. When you're regulated, you can then tap into that subconscious part of your brain, pull out the parts you're trying to change, and actually rewire those neural pathways that have in the past been on the automatic superhighway. There have been studies that have been done that say that if you do something 67 times, it then gets rewired in the brain. The cool part is that the rewiring starts the very first time you do something differently. So when you access that subconscious and then make a conscious choice to do something else, the rewiring process starts. The tricky part is that even if you've done this new thing 67 times, you can always rewire it back to the way you were trying to get away from by falling back into a bad habit or behavior, which is when discipline then becomes a factor. I have a love-hate relationship with discipline because I know it's necessary to be the person I want to be, but It also feels a bit like a parent-child relationship, which I struggle with. Maybe that's something I can do some tapping on or something, but it really is about choosing discipline once you've reached a point that you have done something enough times that it should be automatic. This is a time where I think your language can be super powerful. Instead of saying, I'm trying to get into better shape, you say, I'm an athlete. Or instead of, I'm working on starting a new business, you say, I'm an entrepreneur. It might feel a little weird at first, but it helps to stack these words on top of the actions you're taking, especially over those 67 times or 67 days or whatever it is for you. So just remember, if you hear the phrase mind over matter, it's probably not actually being used correctly, but it can be understood in the way that it was intended. If you recognize the steps that have to occur before you decide to change. That's what I have for you today, my friends, while I'm in this bit of transition with figuring out what I want to do with the podcast, I'm going to just keep my episodes short and sweet. My thought right now is that each week I'm going to bring you a little tidbit about what's going on in your brain that's causing you to act or feel in a certain way and what you can do about it if you want to change it. I have a whole list of ideas, but I haven't made any decisions for sure yet. I'm really just letting my intuition guide me in this whole process, which I'm really enjoying. So we will see what happens in this space. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day.